Hi, I'm Cassandra Siebels, the 2022-2023 president of the Junior League of Atlanta, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of JLA Inside Out, stories from inside and outside of the Junior League of Atlanta. Hello, this is Marshall Weeks, provisional member with the Junior League of Atlanta, and we have a guest today. Ms. Zena Martin, please introduce yourself to us. Hello, Marcel. It's so lovely to be chatting with you today. Uh, yes, my name is Zena Martin. Uh, I am a sustainer of Junior League of Atlanta. And uh, I believe this might be my third or fourth league. I started out in the Junior League of London um, in 2004, I believe, is when I went active. And um, I sort of worked my way up and had various roles uh, in, in leadership, including president-elect and president of Junior League of London. Uh, then when I repatriated to the United States, although I am a dual citizen, um, I joined Junior League of Savannah. Then the Junior League of the Golden Isles actually um, uh, formed a chapter. So I was kind of in both of those leagues. And I recently moved to Atlanta. So now I'm a Junior League of Atlanta member. And um, I also served on the board of uh, AJLI from 2018 to 2021. And very recently was just um, nominated and appointed to join the AJLI Governance Committee. That is amazing. Wow. <laughs> you have quite the Junior League resume there. So tell us, for those of us who don't know, what is the AJLI? Great question. Uh, so it uh, the acronym is for the Association of Junior Leagues International. So it is really kind of the advisory and governing body of all of the, I believe it's now 295 Junior Leagues in the four countries. Um, and uh, and you know I think we have about 125,000 junior league members in those four countries and in those leagues, and so it's it's overall stewardship of our, our of our movement um, to ensure that we have the correct mission that we are all working towards that mission. You know, obviously uh, within each league and each geographical area, the needs are slightly different. You know, a league might have a breakfast program because that's really needed in the community. Someone, another league might be trying to um, help alleviate homelessness, whatever it might be, but we all have an overall mission. And so that is what uh, the Association of Junior Leagues International does. They're also staff members. So there's a chief executive. We actually have a new one. Um, new chief executive who recently joined us, um, and then some paid staff members who will help to host all the wonderful conferences that Junior League will host around the country and, and things like that, so. Okay, okay. And so how does the AJLI influence JLA? Uh, so, as I was mentioning about uh, the mission, I would say that is uh, probably the biggest part of it is to help ensure that the mission is being moved forward. There are other, there are subgroups. So um, for instance, JLA is what is large league. So uh, they're part of uh, the leaders of the group and the president. So um, Cassandra would be a member at the moment, what's called polls and polls are presidents of large leagues. And so, and then there are some for the small leagues, et cetera, and the, and the medium size. So then working even more 
uh, specifically with, for instance, the large leagues. What are the leagues? What are the needs of the large leagues? And and it's it's sort of a mutual influence as well because obviously the leagues are on the ground. They know what members need. They know what, you know, for instance, the provisional classes have really changed and the league has really changed over time because when Mary Harriman started, uh, you know, junior league with her friends, quite frankly, they were debutantes. They were activist debutantes, but they had a lot more time on their hands, for instance, during the day. Whereas most provisionals, most members are working outside the home now, not all, and we welcome everyone. Um, but you know, you really have to make changes across the board to try to help the league, you know, junior league be sustainable, be the movement that it is. And also in terms of influencing JLA, you know, there are bigger programs, for instance, like LBDI, uh, you know, AJLI has all these acronyms, um, has created the resources for leagues to be able to run an LBDI, um, but it's not mandatory. And uh, so that's really important. Um, you know, also like DEIB or diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging resources. They're huge resources. I, I actually recommend that any member, regardless of whether um, you just joined, you're in leadership, whatever it might be, access the AJLI.org website. Um, there's a whole member area. Uh, your sign-in is the same sign-in that you have for whichever league you are in. So your JLA sign-in is the same thing. Amazing resources, amazing trainings, um, webinars that have been recorded, really very, very helpful. And then the staff members can also be very helpful to guide um, you know, to help guide JLA in whatever uh, projects they may be working on. And that is really one of the things I like about um, the Junior League is that it speaks to everyone and there's a place for everyone. As you mentioned, you know, some people um, work during the day, but you still will find your place um, within the Junior League. So it's a great thing. Now, you have been in many leadership positions. Like I said, your JLA or I'm sorry, your Junior League <laughs> resume is very impressive. Thank At you. what point did you say I don't want to, you know, just be in a placement. I want to lead something. So when did you know or how did you get into leadership? Well, I would say it's probably more the latter. <laughs> um, and as is often with Junior League and other organizations, you, you might get voluntold, as they like to say, or, <laughs> or someone will just say, you know, have you thought about leadership? Um, which is very much what the governance committee will be doing, which my role will be to help um, recruit future AJLI leaders. But uh, let's see. So I was in Junior League of London. I had gone active. And very soon thereafter, I was asked to um, if I was willing to co-chair one of the committees. And, um, and it was a committee that really spoke to my heart. I'm very involved in children's literacy and just in other parts of um, my philanthropic life. Um, I even have a YouTube channel called Miss Zena Reads. So I do story times for kids. Um, it's free for anybody to subscribe or watch the videos. Um, and that kind of started during the pandemic um, because I had been volunteering in person. And then when everything shut down, um, my teacher friends and my friends who were trying to homeschool their kids were like, girl, I need some content. So <laughs> I just thought, mm, okay. So I started reading and I've just kept it going. Um, but so I started co-chairing with that. And then I really saw how 
fulfilling it was to be a leader, to help um, move the, the league forward, help sustain it, help it to thrive. Um, you meet lots of amazing women, people as well with the community partners. Uh, and so one leadership role turned into another, into another. Then I was on the board as um, uh, VP of community um, and things like that. And then I think actually, I may have actually gone what was called Gold Active. I don't know that that still exists anymore. And someone, and, and then maybe Sustainer, and then someone said, have you ever thought about, you know, running for PE, um, president-elect or president? I had to really give that some thought because <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility, you know? Um, yeah. But I did decide to apply and, you know, it, it is um, one of the other things that I really value about Junior League is that leaders, especially at the higher, you know, at sort of board level, um, you know, management level, AJI level, it's quite a process um, to apply. And I think that that's actually good because that means if you're willing to um, work through that process as a potential leader, that means you are committed to junior league and to that role, in my opinion. Um, and also it means that you've been well vetted that you probably, if you, you know, if you are nominated and then elected, that you are suited for the role, you are being set up for success. Um, no one wants to set someone up to fail and no one wants to be set up to fail or to think, you know, hey, I could do that, that's easy. Not necessarily. Um, but as you were saying, Marshall, there is something for everyone. Not everyone wants to lead. They really are happy to be, uh, the worker bees and worker bees are so important <laughs> to, yes. you know, a hive actually thriving. So, and so is there a role that you found more challenging than others, or is there a placement or area that you liked better or that spoke to you? I mean, I guess, so when I was vice president of community, um, that for me was such an amazing role because we were working, you know, I was working with all of the community partners and all of the chairs of the different community programs. And that's for, you know, people join Junior League or other uh, organizations, charities for a variety of reasons. If you're the money person and you're great at fundraising, fabulous. I'm going to be honest, that's not me. Um, so community though is for me. Um, I love rolling up my sleeves and helping and hoping to make an impact at the root, not just at the sort of band-aid level. And you feel, you know, sort of good about yourself after a three hour, you know, or four hour volunteer shift. No, no. What can we actually be doing to look at the root cause of why, why there are these needs and the, the community, and then what can we be doing about it? So um, I really did enjoy, it was challenging because we had so many community partners, but I really loved that. Um, and then of course, serving at AJLI level uh, is, is quite an honor um, for me. And you get this amazing helicopter level of everything that's going on. I visited many leagues, you know, uh, often you, you were invited by a league to come and speak at their GMM or something like that, or their AGM. And, and I loved that. Absolutely loved that. Okay. And so again, being that you have such an impressive um, junior league resume, what would you say to the provisional, to the new people who are coming in or the person who's kind of observing through a friend 
and they they're thinking about joining? Uh, well, so I, I will speak to you, Marshall, since you're a provincial. <laughs> Um, although I, I can already tell you get it, uh, you know, you're jumping right in and I think that's amazing. But what I would say is that um, to me, Junior League uh, is a very powerful organization and has the potential to really make an impact, as I was saying earlier, in each of the you know leagues communities and then across the in the four countries um i think that find your passion uh, because if you're volunteering your time you really need to be enjoying what you do it what you're doing so as i said if, if fundraising is your is your jam great um if you love children's literacy or, you know, honestly, I saw some photos the other day, I think on the uh, Facebook page of the Girl Scout placement. And, I, you know, I'm a sustainer and I'm at HLI, but when my governance committee rolls, I'm going to ask if a sustainer is allowed to place on the Girl Scout because <laughs> it just looks amazing. And I was a Girl Scout. And so um, I think find what, you know, what's your passion, what's your purpose, make the most of it. Um, and also make your friends, some of the best friends that I have in my life, and I'm involved in several other organizations and serve on other boards, et cetera, but some of the best friends I have, um, have um, I have made through Junior League. And not all in London or some of the leagues in which I actually have served uh, because you go to conferences or whatever it might be and you're in these workshops and and all the different things and so it's just really great to be able to meet these incredible women um, who are doing incredible things and you know junior league also is helping to develop civic leaders which is why i serve on other boards and you often meet um, civic leaders who are also junior league members who say, oh, that's because of junior league. You know, it looked amazing on my resume. I wanted to do more and get involved in the diaper bank or whatever it might be. Um, a lot of activists, you know, I think it's only in nine states, but honestly, I would love to see it in every state, maybe every country. But what we have is the, the SPAC, um, which is really focusing on activism at the local government level. So Georgia has one um, and they just had Capital Day. I, I attended last year. Unfortunately, I was booked this year, but it looked amazing. And really meeting with state legislature, trying to move forward, um, you know, policy and things like that to help shape policy, asking them to vote a certain way because it will impact the community. I would love to see more activism be available because that was really where, how Junior League was set up. You know, Mary Harriman and her friends saw that there was a terrible need on the Lower East Side of the migrant communities. Um, and so they, um, they rolled up their sleeves and they really tried to address that We've had hospitals built by junior leagues, children's hospitals, other things. Not, as I was saying before, not just, even though it's wonderful, but not just a three or four hour shift, but what are you actually doing to make an impact in a community? Are you running a Ronald McDonald house? You know, whatever it might be. So that um, not only does the community say, wow, you know, junior league has done so much for us, but also that we have, 
an influential seat and voice at the table where policy is being made. And so um, I think there's a lot of potential for that. I think there's even more potential for that as the junior league overall and AJLI really looks at as, um, you know, as needs change as we now, a lot of our members are millennials and Gen Z and what are their, you know, needs and, and the fact that they do want to be activists and all of that. So, uh, watch this space, but I think watching this space um, from the inside is much more interesting than observing from the sidelines. Absolutely. And it takes all kinds. So I look forward to seeing, you know, what's to come. All right. So my last question for you will be, what are you reading lately or what is one book that has impacted your life? Ooh, <laughs> okay. So um, I... I tend to read a lot of different things. I love like a really good uh, thriller, you know, when I'm on the elliptical or something like that. So I went to college with Harlan Coben, who writes some really great ones, and he's about to drop another one, I think, on Tuesday. So I tend to read his books, but I, you know, I read a, a lot of other uh, thrillers. Um, I am actually listening on Audible, um, regardless of what you think of. Uh, the story, etc., but of Spare, you know, Prince Harry's book. Um, so I'm listening to that right now. But I would say one of the most influential uh, books that I've read was Shonda Rhimes' A Year of Saying Yes, which I feel like may have been in the book, um, the book club for JLA recently. I think I saw that. And, you know, it is one of those things where you just think, just say yes to the opportunity, even if you don't think that you can do it even if you're not sure you will like it. And you may find out that you didn't enjoy it, but you won't know unless you try. So the, a year of saying yes, um, it, it was very influential on me. I'm just very open-minded to, okay, that sounds cool. You know, let's do it and then see where it goes. Uh, and it, it can really be quite life-changing. Okay, and I do have one more question for you. Okay. What advice would you give to those in leadership or those who would like to go into leadership? Uh, I would say that you have to remember that you will not be able to please everyone, no matter what, you're gonna to have to make hard decisions um, and you need to stand by them. Uh, we always say that certainly in junior league leadership, but I would say probably in any good organization with leadership is that you must speak with one voice though. Once the decision has been made by the board or the management council or whatever it might be, even if you didn't agree with it, you just need to speak with that one voice. Um, I think when there are people who disagree with your decision or are unhappy with the pace of something or whatever it might be, uh, it's good to try and have a conversation, have a dialogue. Um, it, try to really uh, explain, you know, what, what the thinking was, how you came to the decision, why overall or long-term it will be better for, say, the Junior League, um, for JLA. Um, uh, get to know the people who are the loudest voices who are really, you know, like coming at you because some will. Um, <laughs> and 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 I've done that where people just for whatever reason, they thought, oh, you'll be a good target, you know, for my frustration. <laughs> and now I'm proud to say that many of those uh, women um, 
are at least acquaintances, if not friends, because you have to be, and it's hard not to say, you know what, actually, I don't want to hear from you. So goodbye, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, that's my advice. Try and be open-minded, uh, try to be resilient, have other activities outside of junior league, um, just to be able to clear your head, to know that you also have value um, with other people, other organizations uh, is always a good thing, whatever that looks like for you. And it could be, you know, uh, your, your local park, you know, conservation, whatever it, whatever it is that you like. Um, I think that's, you know, or your, your faith-based organization, whatever that might be. I think that's also good. It just gives you good balance. But, and my final piece of advice is, yes, be a leader, raise your hand. Um, we need leaders. Um, you can't have the same leaders all the time. Uh, and fresh ideas are great. And, and I say this to people um, uh, sort of in politics, uh, you can't complain, you know, if you're not in the game. So if you don't vote, you can't complain about what's happening in your community, regardless of how you voted. Um, and uh, and it's the same thing uh, in my mind is, you know, I think it's Nelson Mandela said, you know, be the change that you would like to see. So then step up and be a leader. Absolutely. And that is great advice. Um, it's been very nice speaking with you, meeting you today, and um, we will see you, I guess, around the league. Thank you so much, Marshall. This has been a lovely chat, and I hope I didn't talk too much. <laughs> but no. I'm very passionate about the Junior League, so um, it was an honor to be on the JLA podcast. Awesome. Thank you for joining us on the Junior League podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of JLA Inside Out. If you have feedback, thoughts, or questions, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at insideout at jlatlanta.org.